Welcome to episode four of the Collegiate Christian Podcast. We have officially been launched for one week now, and we just want to take time to say thank you to you all. We hope that y'all have been gaining something worthwhile from our first few episodes. In this week's episode, we will be discussing social media and how we as Christians can use it to speak life into people and platforms. Let's get started. Why college? Why Christian? How can these things even go together? You're listening to the Collegiate Christian Podcast, an all-new roundtable discussion about what it looks like to be a Christian in college and as a young adult. We will be uploading new content each week about some of the most common questions, thoughts, and concerns that come with it all. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, We're so excited that y'all have decided to come back and tune into another episode. This week's episode, it is myself, Connor Strickland, and then actually, once again, our sound engineer, Michael LaCrone over here. As our, he's our guest host. Uh, Graham is um, still out of town. We just got back from fall break. So he's out of town trying to catch up on work. But we are excited to hear today that we'll be able to talk about social media and how social media um, has really started to, to change and how it has grown during our life. Because we didn't really start to really find out about social media until probably about the end of middle school. We do remember what life was like before social media. But then also we want to discuss um, kind of the stigmas and the general ideas that that the public and society has about social medias, but then give our thoughts about what we, how we use it, what we think about it, but then ultimately how we can use it as a platform and as a catalyst for good in our community and in our culture. Um, so yeah, we're just going to go ahead and jump into it just kind of briefly about the the overview and the kind of stigmas about social media that so many people know. I mean, if any of you guys are active on social media, I think it's pretty obvious to catch up on the the bad stigmas and the bad conversations and controversies um, and arguments that are taking place on so many platforms. I mean, just less than a year ago, we were going through a huge presidential election, which social media alone tore people apart, could have torn families apart, whatever. But, but yeah, I mean, even in college, we have noticed how much social media can kind of dictate so many people's lives. Do you have anything? Yeah, you do have a couple people here or there who are completely off social media and good on them. Honestly, if I could go back, sometimes I would consider completely driving social media. And I don't think it's inherently a bad thing, but we've turned it into such a vain and important aspect of our lives. Um, And it's, it's very controlling. Yeah. It's a way to where we can say everything that we've ever wanted to say, but we're scared to say it in person. But we now behind social media, we can create a username and post whatever we want about whoever we want, whenever we want it. And I think that kind of brings us to one of our topics about how we may be more connected than ever. We may have more, more friends because of our friends on, um, on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, so we have more ways to connect with people than ever. People from all walks of life, people from um, high school, from middle school, family members that have moved away. We have ways to connect with people. So we feel like we're more connected with people. But at the same time, we spend so much time looking down, looking at our phones in our hands or sitting in a coffee shop while we're surrounded by people or on a bus or on a train or airplane where we could connect with humans with a human connection and just that face-to-face interaction. Um, but we don't because we are looking down at our phones and we're scrolling through to read what we want to read, to respond to what we want to respond. We feel that we can get away from topics we don't want to face because if you don't want it, you just don't follow them. If you don't like 
um, all the bad news, just follow unfollow the, the news company. So we feel more connected than ever, but at the same time, we feel lonelier and more disconnected and disenfranchised from those around us than, than ever before. Yeah, it hurts real relationships. Yeah. Um, nobody's vulnerable on social media. I mean, there are a few people who, who get real, as they say, mm-hmm. but nobody's vulnerable. Nobody's posting about what's really going on in their lives. You can follow somebody. I can follow Connor and I can see, oh man, he's doing these really cool things, but that won't help me get to know him on a deeper mm-hmm. level and know when he's hurting. So there's there's nothing wrong with following and see what your friends are doing, but um, it's no substitute for for relationship. Yeah, and I, that's some of the things we've been touching on the first couple episodes is how valuable true community is, and especially when you're coming to college, um, when you're you're sometimes starting over, you don't have your friend, you don't have your family, you don't have your your safety net that you did when you were growing up or in high school. Finding real community for people where they can actually know what's going on in your life is going to be so much more valuable than any post or any number of retweets or likes that you get on an Instagram post or on a Twitter post. Um, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, there's a story of some of a high school girl who was, uh, as, as some people say, Insta famous. She was a model and, and everything. And from the outside on her Instagram post, um, she was, looked as if she had everything together. She looked as if she um, was living this dream life, traveling and doing everything. And then one day she just kind of blew up and um, posted a, a, like Michael was saying, a real post um, and a vulnerable post about how everything was paid, everything was for an endorsement, um, and how she felt like she just became just kind of a part of the system and just kind of got controlled by, got controlled and got her value based off of how many likes did her picture get, how many comments um, did she receive from people that were were giving her worth, giving her value by saying, oh, how beautiful she was or how talented she was or or whatnot. Um, but in reality, she was just, she was finding her identity and her worth from secular places, from places that were shallow and deep, non-deep, um, and, and just kind of super surface level. Um, and it kind of began to make a lot of other people realize, holy cow, have I become consumed by this? Do I find my value based off of other people's responses? That brings us into one of our one of our topics about how Michael, like what Michael has said, how it's hindering and it's hurting some true relationships, whether that's um, boyfriend, girlfriend, or just relationships with your family, your friends, or whoever. Um, we are losing that that touch of face-to-face interaction of what is it like to sit down across the table from someone and look them into the eyes and actually be in the moment and talk to them. Um, because by the way, everything is so online and so accessible to us. We have more information at our fingertips than our parents or grandparents could have ever had in their lifetime. Um, so we're able to grab our phone, look at it and tone, tune out everything going on around us. If we're sitting there and someone we're with is, going through a hard time and they're talking about something you don't want to hear about, you can look on your phone and get distracted. The problem is you don't, you don't overcome those, those struggles. You just kind of deter away from it, turn away from it. Um, and you ignore it, but the problem is still going to be there when you come back to it, you're not always going to be able to go on and, and find value and, and purpose through social media. For sure. You have so many, you know, friends and followers. Um, and I think the idea of a Facebook friend is one of the most 
know ridiculous things because yeah. they're not they're not friends i mean you you are friends with people who are on facebook but yeah. your connection on facebook does not make you friends friendship yeah. is much deeper yeah. yeah friends is friends friendship and true friendship is so much more than hitting an accept button on a friend request and i mean even like i have people who are quote unquote friends on facebook who i've never met before i i know who they are um they they have classes with me but i've never said a word to them and it's easy to hide like oh yeah i'm connected with so and so but then if you see them in the hall you never speak to each other yeah. it's it's definitely you know a new a new way to interact that's very risk free yeah. um let me let me throw this out and you know see if somebody wants to hang out and no okay well there was no like interaction it was just me you know putting some on social media and it seems harmless, but when you take a step back and, and realize how that gets compounded by, you know, hours upon hours spent on social media, it's just kind of a sad reality. Um, but it is the reality, and that's not something that is going to change necessarily overnight by a couple of guys doing a podcast about it. Um, so there is there is value to being on social media. Yeah, and um, so it sounds like we're ragging on social media, and it, and it, it sounds like there is this stigma or this this feeling around social media that it is bad. However, Michael and I don't view it as bad. We we see how it can be used for the wrong purpose, and and we acknowledge the fact that um, people take to to social media um, in order as a way to to post something a risky post um, that if it doesn't go well, they take it down. They don't actually have to live with consequences from it. However, from us. We value social media as as a platform that can can share stories that can spread good news. Um, myself as a creative and going into the marketing field, my job and my career often is going to revolve around social media. the The new way of advertising and marketing, um, whether it's a business or it's, it or it's yourself, you're trying to become an influencer or whatnot. It it is going to become social media based. Social media is still so young. We were just talking um, before we started this episode about how Facebook is only like 10 or 11 years old. Like that is ridiculous that it has so much power now. And yet 10 years ago, no one knew what, like it was some guy sitting in a dorm room on, at Harvard, just coding all night. And then to see how it now it has taken, almost taken over the world. Um, but as a creative, I, I can say that I have fallen into this how I base my creativity, I base my projects and my ideas based off of the um, the interaction that I get on YouTube or on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and, and then it's frustrating when I will spend weeks working on a video, working on a storyboard or a script to, to prepare a video. I go out and shoot it, I edit it, and then I post it. Knowing for me, this is one of my, my personal best works. I post it and there's no interaction. There's, there's, there's views, there's likes, there's, um, there's impressions on it, but there's no actual human contact between anyone saying, Hey, I love this. Or what if you were to do this different? What if you were to do this? Um, and, and so I'm like, okay, well maybe, maybe this isn't good because no one else values it, but then I'll go out and I'll film something. I'll get an idea in my head. I'll go out to the parkway. I'll film it in 15 minutes. I'll come home. I'll edit it. I'll post it and I'll get 30 comments. And, and so, so that it's hard for me. Cause I'm like, so what should I be spending my time on? Like, where do I get my value from? Is it based off of these people who, who see this 15 second clip and love it? Or is, or is it when I focus on a 15 minute short film and, and there's no, there's no comments on it, or I have 
as we talked about earlier, I have a million ideas in my head at all time, and I bombard my Facebook friends with a lot of them. Um, so I feel like oftentimes I'm overwhelmed when they're like, oh, Connor's got another crazy idea. Um, but there's times where it is a great way for me to be able to decide, is this something worth pursuing or not? Is this something that this is just a crazy idea I have in my head? And it will allow people to be like, um, I don't know if that's actually worth your time. But then there's oftentimes you'll come up with a project or or something and you'll post it and there's a there's a ton of excitement for it. Kind of like this podcast. A couple of us, me, Michael, and Graham want to do a podcast. We're like, all right, let's start posting about it and see. And then sure enough, we started picking up traction. People are like, oh, I'm so pumped. When are you going to post your first episode? We launched it and then we've had a lot of people share it and reach out to, to talk about it. Um, so for me as a career and as a marketer and a creative, I love social media for what it can be. I love how it can give people without a voice a platform. It can give people um, who have a story to be told, but the new, the modern news um, or um, the big videographers or blogs, they're not going to go pick it up because they're not going to go spend time with these people. I love how social media can give them a voice. Um, so you want to speak on Michael on kind of social media and your works and music production and yeah, social media is very much a tool. Um, yeah. going into the music industry is it's widely used and, uh, a lot of times you don't think about how important it is. I I've had classmates who they say like, Oh, I don't need social media. Then, well, how are you going to get your music out there? How will you connect with people? What are you going to do? Go to new, the corner of New York City and hand out your mixtape? <laughs> like, it might still work, but... Yeah, I, I, was in a, I was in Nashville because it was a couple weeks ago now yeah. and speaking with an engineer. He has a home studio. Everybody in Nashville now has their own home yeah. studios, which is crazy. Why I'm not moving to Nashville. <laughs> anyway, he was saying... We asked him how he gets all his clients. How do you get your name out there in a city that's oversaturated with musicians and audio engineers? said Instagram. Yep, um, yep, yep. I am kind of a late adopter when it comes to technology. Uh, I got a Facebook like a couple years after all my friends did. I got Instagram years after all my friends did. Um, but I find I get follows on Instagram from like producers and engineers like all over the world. Yep. People who I've never met before, but they see me posting stuff about that. That way you get traction. You can start, you know, collaborating with people. So I definitely, you know, without social media, it would be significantly harder to to build traction and, and to meet people, which is what I need to do for clients, my job. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a tool and very important um, when you when you use it correctly, yeah. recognizing all the stuff we've said previously isn't negated by the fact yeah. that you're using it professionally. Um, like Connor, Connor said, I'll post uh, I'll post something like I've been working on a project for a long time and I'll post it and not get very much interaction. And then like a friend was like, post a picture, like smiling, thumbs up. What's up, everybody? Get like 100 likes. And I'm like, okay, I kind of poured my heart into this project. Yeah. And um, so you got you to be careful letting social media dictate your importance and your worth because um, it'll it'll tear you down without anybody even intentionally, mm -hmm. you know, trying to hurt you or anything. Yeah. If you let your interaction and your response from social media dictate your importance or your knowledge, skill, whatever – that can get very dangerous. Yeah, I like something you pointed out there about how social media is a tool. It is not the way to to growing a business. It is not the way to um, getting found on um, on Spotify or iTunes or whatnot. But it is a way for you to connect with people. It's a way. Um, so our social media is for this podcast. We have Instagram and Facebook right now. Our website, SoundCloud. 
iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. It is a way for us to connect with our listeners. It's a way for us to connect with you guys. It's it's not the way to where this podcast is going to blow up or get in front of everyone isn't based off of how much we post on social media. You're not going to gain anything. You're not going to come listen to our podcast because we posted a really good post with a funny picture on Facebook. That's not going to get people to listen. That's not going to get people to invest and to, to join in on this conversation. But it is a way to to spread the word, to get it out to people. And then if they hear people talk about the story or the project or this podcast, and then they see a post that can go along with it, then they can put the two to two together. Um, I want to go into branding. So a huge part about branding is social media. And people think that social media is if I post this and boost it, I will get a return on this. I will get four new clients because I boosted this post. It Yes, it could happen. Most likely it's not going to. The point of branding is that you get yourself out there and so I was working with my uncle earlier this summer um, who owns an insurance company and we were working on branding and social media marketing for him. And the thing was, he works in a small town, but then we were like, let's, we need to get your name out. We need to get your brand out there so that when they, when they see, see your insurance company, they're not going to come to you to get insurance because of a Facebook post. But if they're driving down the road one day in the car and they get in a wreck and then they get on the phone with their insurance agent and, and they're terrible and they're like, I need to change insurance then they're going to be thinking about, okay, who am I going to go to? They're going to be like, I remember seeing a personal video from this guy. I remember seeing his Facebook post, um, his LinkedIn articles and stuff. Uh, let me go give him a, give him a shot. So, so that's a way to use social media as a tool, not as it is the only way that you can pour into in order to get some type of return. Um, even like if you have an awesome story or you have an awesome project that you're trying to get funded or you're trying to launch, it's not going to take off because of social media alone. You have to do the grunt work. You have to meet face-to-face and network. It's a great way to make that connection online and then set up a face-to-face meeting. You can't do everything solely behind a computer screen or a phone screen these days. It's easier, but it's, it's not, it, it is not the most effective way to do it. Yeah, it gets, it gets way over the top um, very quickly. Um, your, your phone is always accessible um i think most of us now but so that being said is how do we navigate social media not necessarily from a business standpoint but from an everyday user in a healthy way Um, from a christian standpoint how how should christians interact with social media and and what are some effective and beneficial ways to do that yeah social media um was not created to produce bad content or arguments or conversation or conversations. It was created to connect people. It was created to give people without a voice, a voice in a platform. However, people have taken it the wrong way. Um, however, Michael and I believe that social media can be used for so much good. A couple of examples is um, the ways that you can raise awareness with social media. Um, sure. Just think back to these last couple of weeks um, or, or months over the summer and even just um, through September, all the natural disasters we had Hurricane Harvey and Irma and the wildfires in um, out in California, the earthquake in Mexico, all of these natural disasters that are going on that need help. These people, they need relief. They need people to sign up to volunteer. They need um, people to donate uh, financially so that they can provide food and shelter um, and, and medicine for people. Social media alone has, has 
been able to make all of this possible. Um, my dad works for the American Red Cross, um, and he's been down in Houston to help with relief. He's been down in Orlando. Um, they have people all over the country and the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico, Mexico, everywhere right now working. And we were just talking the other day about how how much social media has been able to help them, how much they have been able to um, get influencers and get athletes and um, personalities online to to share the mission and the vision behind the Red Cross and tweet just simply tweet out a link to text whatever to a number in order to donate. It is now everyone is on their phone, but because of social media, you're able to to see a tweet, hit a button, and automatically donate fifty dollars to to an awareness that is three thousand miles away. That is a beautiful thing that social media has been able to create. Before everything was based off of TV and you had to get a, a film crew or a production house together to make a commercial, to get it posted, people had to watch it. But now you can sponsor tweets to where you can't scroll, scroll through Twitter without seeing a donation page um, for, for a disaster. You can't scroll through Facebook without seeing an ad on the side about donate to Hurricane Harvey Relief. Um, and, and the ways that people have been able to share their stories, like everyone now can become a news reporter. Down in um, the trenches of of Houston, when they're 12 feet underwater, you have people that are out there on their phones, recording, meeting people, showing the good that is often left out in the media, Um, especially in a time when we've had so much turmoil going on in our country. To see everyone come together in moments like this is is such a beautiful thing, but it's often not the biggest topic that the, the news is going to focus on. However, social media is so powerful and has so many users that that it is able to share that light in, in such dark places and such dark times. Yeah, um, I was at Urbana, which is a big university conference. They're saying, you know, if we're to shine a light in dark places, you know, that includes all the dark places where we are. Um, and if social media is a dark place, you know, we as Christians have an opportunity to be a light in those places on social media, um, on the internet, not, you know, all this, you know, send good vibes, positive energy. I'm not talking about any of that. Being able to, to pray, like see people's prayer requests, pray for them to share scripture. You never know when, what you're learning in in your study of scripture is going to benefit somebody else. Mm -hmm. Doesn't hurt you to post anything. Mm -hmm. And so social media has so much power to, to be an encouragement to people, um, to, to shine light to people. And for me, I have, you know, a lot of, a lot of non-Christian friends. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is a way for me to, you know, let them know what I believe. Definitely shouldn't be the only way. If people only know you're a Christian because of social media and yeah. then they see or, or the link that's in your bio or I got Matthew doing like 13, 12 in my bio. And then they see your life and it's different. The meme that's going around is like, may your life be as awesome as you pretend it is on Facebook or whatever. Um, but definitely, you know, I've I found that, you know, if I can I can post this, and I've seen um, non-Christian friends who wouldn't typically, you know, ever hear scripture, or anything, you know, responding, just liking a Facebook post. It's, it's definitely a cool opportunity. Uh, I have a, a friend from from high school. He works with our youth group, um, and every day what he posts is some form of. Uh, Lord, help me to to love you completely today. Help me to to serve you completely today. And when I open up Facebook in the morning and I see that, that's an encouragement to me. Is you know, was my attitude? Um, that's just an example of you know, your two seconds to post something on Facebook um, can be such an encouragement to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it could be that one thing that that other person needed just to continue getting through that day. Being said, though, it can also you can post something that can tear somebody else down just as quickly, sometimes even more quickly. You got to be careful in the way you you navigate. Um, sub, posting behind a, a computer screen, behind a phone screen, um, comes with a lot of um, freedoms and privileges, and not a lot of uh, responsibility repercussions. Yeah. And and the way you, in which you navigate that and and harness that power should is. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're getting here close to the end of the um, the conversation, but I just want to give um, a brief shout out, just some insight um, into a company that I came across um, just a couple um, couple months ago. Um, it's called the Good 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 Company. It's out of Nashville. Um, a guy, Brandon Harvey, that um, I found on actually he was a guest host on someone else's podcast and YouTube channel, which is how I found him. Um, but He's also the host of the Sounds Good podcast, and his company creates the Sounds Good newspaper. Um, and he had a passion for storytelling and sharing good news with people. Um, and especially in a time where there's so much negativity um, in the world, there's so much negativity online and in print, he wanted to create something that could really share the good news and the good stories about people in the community and in this country um, that are, are doing good. Um, so each month his company sends out a newspaper, um, that is only encouraging, uplifting, um, and, and, um, highly, highly active, um, people in their community and their stories. Um, on top of that, he has a weekly podcast that comes out where he interviews people about good things they've done. And these are influential people. It's, I'd listened to one the other day that was with the Life is Good uh, co-founder, one of the brothers. Um, and it was just simple, just asking simply, how do you find goodness in this world? What do you do to, to remain positive and stuff? Um, and, and so this is a, a young guy who lives in Nashville, him and his wife that started this company to share good news. Um, and he was so passionate about it and was passionate about the, the use and the power of social media that he could use it to share the good news. Um, so anyways, definitely check him out. We'll add it in our show notes um, and the link to his website, Instagram, podcast, any way that you can get in contact with him. Um, I go through and read the articles quite often just because um, it's a nice, nice breath of fresh air. Um, but we appreciate you guys coming on once again um, to check us out for our fourth episode of the Collegiate Christian Podcast. Um, and we've talked a lot today about social media and how oftentimes our community and our society puts a bad connotation on it. However, we believe that that it can be used for good, that it was created for good, um, and that that we are called as Christians um, and as college students to to spark this, this goodness and to share the light in, in such a dark place. Um, so if you're on social media, use it for good. Go out today, post something positive, um, encouraging, or something that will, will enrich the lives of the people that follow you. Um, while you're on social media, check us out. We are uh, on Facebook and Instagram as Collegiate Christian Podcast. Um, you can find us on our website at collegiatechristianpodcast.com, on SoundCloud, on SoundCloud and iTunes at Collegiate Christian Podcast. Um, and then if you want to reach out to us, you can do it directly on our website, on any of our social medias, um, or you can also shoot us an email at thecollegiatechristianpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so definitely thank you all for, for coming on and, and joining us in this conversation today. We'll talk again next week. <laughs>